0: You are listening to Mike Seminary and Friends, a Q1 Network production. You
1: no, know, I think it was my mother that probably planted all things music in in me. Uh, my mom was a really gifted singer. She could sing blues and gospel. She just had a great voice. And in the schools that I went to, and all the way through high school, I went through parochial Catholic schools. I was surrounded by some really talented players and eventually formed a band, played until halfway through college. So music is really, really important to me. But one of my dearest friends, Bill Adieu, ph- phenomenal guitarist, we were in the a band together towards the end of my playing career. During COVID, he tells me about this guy, Tom Bukovac. And He goes by Uncle Larry, and he has this great channel, Homeschooling. It was started during COVID because nobody's playing, really. So people are either doing YouTube gigs or podcasts to try to generate revenue during shutdowns. And I've watched every one of Tom Bukovac's instructional videos. So I'm watching one one day and all of a sudden it ends and another one pops up. You know how Internet of of Things works. And I'm seeing Joe Bonamassa, who I just love. Great guitar player. Great blues guitar player. And he's got three other guys with him. And I, I recognize three of them right away. Josh Smith, two of them right away. Kirk Fletcher. These are just great blues guitarists. I mean, some of the best. And there's a guy there I don't recognize. And I start listening to all of them. And this young guy is just a heck of a player. And I noticed he has a cochlear implant, kind of like what Rush Limbaugh used to wear. And he kind of made that technology real commonplace because of of what he did for a career. His hearing was so dependent. So I, I did research on this guy. I found that he has books. He's a motivational speaker. He had an incredible entry into this world, if you will, and I can't tell you how excited I am today to introduce you to now one of my favorite guitarists. I love his story. I love his mom, too, by the way. Great author, motivational speaker, Peter Dankelson. Peter, wait, welcome to Mike Seminary and Friends. It's great to see you. How are you? Hey, doing good. Thank you for having me on. Well, it, well, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Uh, Peter, you have one of the most remarkable life stories um, that you're so willing to share, and for all of the great reasons that you do, uh, you're so inspiring and motivational. So I'm I'm going to first tell folks the name of your two books: How I Learned to Rock My Life. That's a really important title, by the way. How I Learned to Rock My Life. And then Peter's rockin' ear. Peter, you're when you're when you're being carried by your mom. He <laughs> you had some of the not most pleasant news shared with her about what's possibly going to happen with this baby in her. And mm-hmm. some people have been suggested maybe you shouldn't carry the baby to turn, But you're born. You have a couple challenges. But well, walk us through just some of the things that. Um, you were born with, and then we'll walk through how you got over that and how you became this incredibly inspiring, positive, inspirational person that Peter is today. So walk us through some of that if you don't mind,
0: yeah. So I mean, right at the beginning, I was born with a rare uh, medical condition known as heart syndrome. And um basically, you know, there's there's lots of different ways that, you know, you know, it, it can affect people in a lot of different ways. But in my case specifically, um, the big one, I'm missing my left ear. So I, I do wear a, uh, uh, cochlear, um, uh, bone acre hearing aid on my left side. Um, uh, so that's kind of the big one on the outside, but I also, you know, um, I was born with a very small jaw, small airway, um, one kidney, you know, lots, lots of other different stuff internally. Um, and, uh, that's kind of, uh, Led to uh, uh thirty-seven uh, surgeries throughout my life in in twenty-two years. So uh, it's it's been it's been uh, quite a crazy journey so far. It's been yeah. a lot.
1: What well, thanks for being willing to share that, Peter. Yeah, one of course. Of the, one of the things I I saw this thread that was just everywhere in your 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 book that you and your mother yeah. co-wrote is. The level of positivity that yes. is, it just exudes from, from the book um, obviously comes through you. Yes. It, it appears that you've been that way your entire life. You're just, and, and you also kind of poke fun at yourself to help people relax so you can yes. be this Kind of share how, how that all became part of Peter's DNA.
0: Well, humor, I mean, you know, laughter is the best medicine, right? And, you know, humor, um, you know, I, I think it's such a, a an, you know, such an important thing. Um, and especially, you know, especially when growing up, you know, um, um, you know, sometimes some kids didn't quite know how to quite react when they would meet you for the first time, you know, especially when younger, you know, some kids would point or, you know, more so especially when you're little, it was more out of curiosity, anything else you know just hadn't been exposed or you know met someone else like yeah so humor was kind of a good way to to uh to kind of help you know ease you know kind of help the parents relax too but also kind of help you know um what is it you know just kind of help show you know yeah there are some of these differences but it's not to be afraid of like i wear a prosthetic ear for Uh, For a really long time, I had one at five years old. You know, sometimes it would come off. So sometimes I kind of have fun with it, too. Like, um, you know, like in first grade, um, one time it fell off at, you know, recess. I had it in a little bag. And, uh, you know, someone's like, well, you know, Peter, what what happened to your ear? And I said something like, you know, it fell off, but I could still hear you. And (laughs) I thought it was funny. (laughs) Um, you you know humor just kind of helps you know relax maybe a bit of a I don't know if tense is the right word but a bit of a um new and maybe confusing situation so humor has always been pretty important.
1: Was that instinctive
0: for you? I I think that, you know what that that is interesting. I think it's something I picked up on that you know humor. I think maybe even early on like i think i kind of realized that humor you know making people laugh is kind of a good way to kind of help ease tension a little bit um um uh, you know it just kind of helps i don't know uh, like understanding um yeah uh, yeah I, I think that's that's really what it is
1: <laughs> yeah what, what what i what i noticed in your book and by the way i want to really quickly list these chapters it's A very good book to read, by the way. And again, the name of this book is how I learned to rock my life. Born to be different, living a medically complex life, realizing I was different, stepping into the spotlight, overcoming adversity with a guitar, using music to persevere, Amplifying positivity, and then finally how to stay positive. So, somewhere in that first to second chapter, I was catching on to how, again, I'm going to say you instinctively use humor to, to what I would call is maybe kind of both disarm people. Yeah, that's and, really what it is. And actually then give them the ability to feel comfortable When they're seeing something that might be really foreign to them. Yeah. You gave them the ability to just be them by Mm -hmm. drawing kind of humor to yourself. And I thought, that's just brilliant. That's just a wonderful way to kind of break bread with new people. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, you're going through this uh, difficult time, as, as are your... You know, your mother, father, and then eventually uh, your brother, Jacob, right? Jacob? Yeah. Um, you're going th- uh, through these challenging times, spending so much time of your uh, young, formative years in and out of hospitals for a variety of procedures. I'm going to leave it at that. Read the book so you can learn a lot more about w- w- what we're kind of alluding to here. <laughs> um, and somewhere along the line, you discover music because you you can't be very athletic for a variety of reasons right and um music kind of falls into your lap so to speak yeah walk us through that first experience where me i can do this music thing and then how you ended up falling in love with the guitar
0: yeah it's funny you know there were some points like early on where I did do some stuff with music, like I in band. It, it, nothing stuck though. Like in like elementary school, I did you know band. Um, I wanted to do drums because I'm like that's something you know kind of fun. It wasn't like you know saxophone or, or anything like that. But uh, drums would be fun. But I, I had the uh, the bells instead. It's almost like a xylophone type type yeah. instrument. So that wasn't quite the same. <laughs> but I do remember um, I did piano lessons for for a little while um and it just got to the point where i i just wasn't listening or doing any of the work and the teacher basically she said to my mom like i i can't keep you know she's like i feel bad you know taking your money like (laughs) (laughs) i'm just not applying myself for doing anything so you know so that was out the window (laughs) so you know some stuff tried some stuff, but it, it, nothing stuck until, um, a big pivotal point in my life was when I moved from Michigan to Illinois. Um, and that was in between my eighth grade and freshman year of high school. So it was a good transition period, but still, you know, with being, you know, looking the way I do and, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, going from this, you know, this, um, the, this environment that I'd grown up in and all these people that I knew and what being around, you know, all of a sudden I'm you know, in this totally different place, you know, starting high school for the first time and all these new people and, you know, new everything. Right. So music was kind of a good way to kind of kind of help me cope a little bit with all these changes that were going on. And eventually um, at the end of my freshman year of high school um i said to my dad i'm like you know what because i've been listening to so much music i kind of got the idea of you know what the guitar sounds really cool like just you know watching someone like angus young from acdc running around on stage and all all of these guys you know they just made look you know they just they uh, play guitar look so cool and so fun um and i'm like you know what it might be fun to learn how to play guitar so I said to my dad when I, you know, uh, told him that I was interested, and he actually played when he was in high school. So he had uh, in storage, he had a guitar amp uh, ready to go. And um, he, you know, pulled all that out of storage. And I went on YouTube and started looking at lessons and trying to learn chords and some of my favorite songs and riffs. And basically, I haven't put it down since I've been obsessed. Yeah. And that was around age
1: 14, 15. 15. Yeah. 15. So had you ever heard your dad play? Were, were you aware that he had been a player? Um,
0: let's see. He never played for, for me or my, you know, he never played for me or, or uh, Jake at all. Um, no, I didn't even know he had a guitar or I didn't, maybe I did. I don't know. I can't recall seeing it early on when I was younger. Um, yeah. Um, but dad said I passed I passed him in like uh CO level pretty quick. So <laughs> there there were some times where he where he, you know, uh play a little bit and go back and forth. Um so <laughs> uh but yeah, it was cool. So that's good. He
1: has he resumed a little playing then as a result of your playing?
0: Not really. Um no, we really haven't. We should do that more often, though. That would be fun. Just kind of like riff around I'm like, you know, look ranger. or, you know, it's just kind of something like that. I remember one night we did dance ac ACDC together uh, and that was fun. Yeah.
1: How can you not love ACDC? I mean, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Just, you, know, you just have to love ACDC, right? By I way, remember
0: go you ahead. Know, finding, those, finding all those lessons and Dad's like, oh, if you like this, you're really going to love this. And it was like a whole lot of Rosie," or, you know, something like that. And I was like, oh, I really love that, you know. And he was kind of see you know feeding the fire with yeah. the just and all of that reading your book
1: incidentally, something I I didn't well there's plenty of things I didn't know about some players, but in my day, I'm probably older than your dad, one of the bands in fact we learned this song. Before it was played on the radio, because I went to the local radio station. I said, you know, battle of the bands in town. I I, I need a new hot song. So, Bill Freeman, the name of the disc jockey, back Mm -hmm. in 70, I think it was, maybe early 71, gives me the 45 that they weren't going to add to rotation for about two weeks. (laughs) A song called All Right Now by Free.
0: Awesome.
1: Awesome. And yeah. But Paul Kossoff was yeah. he we lost him way too soon, right? He, he was the master of touch and tone. He was just I had no idea Angus really was influenced by that guy. Yep.
0: Yep. I read your book. Night, night and day. Yeah, you can totally hear how Angus was a was a big, yeah, uh was and I'm sure still is a big Kossoff. Fan yeah. with the vibrato and all that, actually, it's really funny that you brought up uh free and Paul Casa, uh, a buddy of mine who uh uh I've been friends with for a while from, from school rock. He came over earlier today, and um, we were actually just jamming that song um earlier today. So that's that's funny that you mentioned that. Oh, yeah. it was
1: it was great, right? We 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 were playing that song, our band. I look kind of like this, yeah. <laughs> The uh, We were playing that song before anybody. Oh, enough about me. How did this jam session in Norm's Rare Guitars, which is a legendary place on the West Coast. Well, it's legendary all over. It's in L.A. How did this jam session with the other
0: three guys, how did that get set up? I mean, it was literally just... um. Uh, I happened to be in town for, for a charity event uh, with, with a organization that I'm involved with. It was like a golf, you know, golf fundraiser. So it was great. You know, we were just there hanging out with, you know, friends and uh, everything. Uh, and it was great. And I was like, okay, we're in town. You know, it's been quite a few, it's been quite a few years. So it's like, let's, let's go to Norm's. And it, it was just by chance that, you know, when we went in that day, you know, it was catching up with, with Norm and, and everybody there. Norm said, Hey, you know, Uh, Giovanna Massa and you know all these guys are going to be coming in uh pretty soon like hang out here and look at you guys jamming together my first thought was oh and then my first thought was and then (laughs) I was like oh (laughs) i'm not prepared for that you know because all all three of those guys are top-notch you know guitar players i'm like what on earth am i gonna do (laughs) so and you know you can see the video on youtube i'm like oh okay i have no idea what i'm gonna do jamming with these guys so it's like okay just don't don't suck (laughs) and you did a really nice
1: job i like how you you were really conscious of Yes. Environment, oh, yeah. And you stayed within
0: yourself. You yeah, know. 100%. Yeah, because, I mean, I was talking, I think, you know, I was talking with Norman. And I like, you know, typically, you know, when he saw somebody that was in that type of situation, they throw everything they had out, you know, like <laughs> all of their, you know, they just, you know, go crazy and do all this stuff. And I'm like, I, I can't. I'm like, I could, but I mean... <laughs> it's not going to sound good co- compared to what those three guys can do. So like, I'm just going to, I'm like, just carry the jam along. It's like, just simple, sweet, just, you know, just carry it along. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's like a conversation. It was like telephone, you know, it's going, it's going down the line. Just keep the conversation going. It doesn't need to be complex or flashy. Just, okay. Just keep it moving. And yeah. hopefully it sounds, sounds good. <laughs>
1: incidentally and by the way again you did really a nice job incidentally we have we had i live in north dakota we had a a a music store somewhat similar to norms yes started in 1961 in the smaller (laughs) town in the state called jamestown and it was called marguerites it was started by her name was i think her name was Marguerite Maori, I think, was her name, mm-hmm. and that store lasted. They did. Then they opened a location over in Fargo, Moorhead. That thing lasted for fifty-five years, and mm-hmm. while it was, you know, an hour and a half west of Fargo, the, the bigger That's city true. in the state, it was legendary for players. Mm-hmm. With, if, if a player was coming to Minneapolis, they would come to Marguerite's. So they had the legends that were in time customers. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I suspect it was not unlike Norm's Rare Guitars in its day. Yeah. Yeah. So you, 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 you stumble on the guitar uh, somewhat as a result of your father's previous experience. Mm -hmm. And you, I mean, you just take it all in and eventually you become associated with the school of rock.
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool when that, you know, came into my life. Basically, uh, it was about a year after I'd started playing. This location had opened up, uh, like five minutes from where we live. So it was perfect. It was great to go check it out. Um and it was awesome. I got to do a summer camp there. It was like a week long. It was my first time playing with a band and you know, jamming with other people. So it was fun to kind of experience that for the first time. Um, you know, getting to play with other people. And then eventually, you know um i got into uh, the program there is called house band that's like the touring band you know you do all the local shows and you know with the audition process and everything so yeah, you know there's a lot there's lots of fun um let me do obviously you know local shows over the weekend um and eventually you know and over the summer the big the big you know cool thing we got to do was summer fest up in milwaukee so we got to play like the rave you know and i got to do like the shredding competition in front of you know uh, all of night, you know, and there were like multiple schools of rock from all over the country that went to Summerfest. Uh so it was great, you know, we got to hang out with all of these amazing, you know, musicians um uh, and watch all these great bands play. And you know, in turn we got to play on these great big stages. And you know, like the end event um it was like the end of the week and a few people from like each school were, you know, put into a you know we were assigned a song and then we all learned it separately and then no rehearsal or anything. We just go up on stage and jam it. Like, I got to do like, um, Jet, jet. I Hate Myself for Loving You. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> and then uh, I remember we did like, um, uh, Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith, and that was great. That was on like the big stage too, or you know, there was like, uh, it was like one of the big amphitheaters and in, in Summerfest. So it was an awesome experience, lots of fun. Peter, I get the sense.
1: That and and, and maybe we even you, indeed, your mother, maybe even said this in the book, and maybe I missed it. But it, I as I was reading, particularly the, the chapter using music to persevere and then overcoming adversity with the guitar. Yeah, this was real therapy in yeah. in many regards because you were still going through. Well, you started playing at about fifteen. Yep. You had your last fairly major surgery around nineteen or twenty. I mean, so you still have lots of surgeries in your life. Mm-hmm. Some of them very complex and hard on you. Yeah. Was this was this significant therapy being able to play? A hundred
0: percent. Um about a year, well was it about a year? Yeah, I think it was. About a year after I started playing, I had a massive jaw surgery. Um, and it was this whole, you know, complex procedure where Basically, my my airway is very small, Um, so I had a hole in my neck for a long time, and my jaw is also very small. So basically, this jaw surgery was a stepping stone to getting the hole in my neck closed because that jaw surgery would make the airway bigger by moving that lower jaw forward. So it's this whole crazy procedure. I had my mouth wired shut for two weeks, was in the hospital for a while, Um, and you know, guitar was something that kind of helped me relax a little bit. When I was able to play that, that was very handy. but the, the big one was, uh, um, that I can really think of was the airway surgery, um, or a couple of years after the jaw surgery, uh, it was like, okay, you know, the jaw surgery, everything's good. You can get the hole in the neck closed. So that I thought, cause I always knew I was going to, you know, have this surgery. I thought it would be pretty simple, right? Like, you know, you could, you know, I and mean, it's a hole in the neck. You just stitch it closed, right? Like, you know, how, how complex <laughs> could it be? You know, it wouldn't be fun, but you know, it's not, too crazy, you know. Turns out I was way wrong. Even mom had thought that too. Like we were both like, oh, you know, this shouldn't be too bad. Um, you know, it wouldn't be fun, obviously. But okay, you know, shouldn't be too crazy. Um we, yeah, we were way wrong. Uh lots of uh emotions in that doctor's appointment of when it was like actually this is what would have to happen. Like it would basically be my biggest surgery yet. Yeah. And it was oh okay so that was kind of a big Big shocker. Uh, so the guitar was definitely like, you know, okay, especially after that day coming home. I still went to school that day. And I I came home from school and just kind of picked up the guitar and just played. And even like, you know, in the weeks and days up until surgery, it was just kind of playing, you know, helped ease my mind, helped me relax a little bit. And even in the hospital when I was able to, um, I was able to play, I'd pick up the guitar and get jamming. again. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely therapeutic.
1: Yeah, for, for 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 folks that might not be aware, when when um, when you have a hole in your your neck uh, for, for, for you know, tracheotomy, yeah, and, and for other purposes, there are things you just can't can't do. When when your friends are enjoying water sports, you're not there because uh, that that could be a real significant problem for you, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there are a lot of things in life you you kind of were shortchanged, but thank the good mm-hmm. Lord that music, kind yeah. of tra- you know that transformed you and tra- you know that transported you into the person that you become today. Well, let's let's start talking about, um, and, and I'll I'll list all of this information on MikeSeminary.com. You know you have an Instagram account uh tiktok twitter your webpage your facebook your youtube very very active in terms of yes. social media mm-hmm. let's first talk about this incredible gift that you have for public speaking motivating yeah. people inspiring of, through your story <laughs> uh, how that came
0: about and how it's evolved over time for you yeah that's actually that's pretty interesting so Pete's Diary, which is the name of all you know the social media stuff, it actually started as a diary that, uh, I guess it it was basically an email that mom would send out to you know family and friends from the NICU, you know after I was born to just kind of keep everyone informed of what was going on with me that day, you know with appointments and possible surgery schedules and all this that was going on. So that's how Pete's Diary kind of got started with that name there. And then in about 2000, I think it was 2012 and um, I kind of started when this book called wonder came out and basically it's just fantastic. It's a fantastic story. Really, you know, for someone like me and, you know, so many other people that have, you know, facial differences, this book basically followed the, you know, it was basically a story about, you know, the main character was starting um, uh, middle school for the first time and he, you know, he'd been homeschooled. So it was kind of like, it talked and, you know, did a fantastic job kind of, you know, talking in detail about you know some of these challenges that we face and kind of putting you know um that in a spotlight. Um so it was a really life-changing book and you know it was it's really amazing for all the awareness it's done. It's been turned into a movie now too, which is uh, fan- fantastic. But um basically um there was a stage like a reading performance at uh, Santa Monica did out in uh, you know out in California. And basically I went out there um um and did a stage reading performance, you know, read some excerpts of the book um, uh, for this performance. And while we were out there um, doing this, um, a school had reached out and they're like, hey, you know, would Peter want to come in and, you know, talk to the students about? And basically for this, it was like, you know, similarities, differences between myself and the main character, uh, Augie. So that was kind of like how that started. And then when we went back to Michigan, word of mouth kind of went around about, you know, all the works that we'd done. And, um, you know, we started going to the schools there. And then over time, it's kind of evolved. It's kind of moved away from wonder. But the main theme for wonder has always been like, she's kind. And it, even that message, it's still there, but it's kind of evolved into my own uh, way, um, especially with the music now. It's really kind of taken a turn um, into... Basically, sharing my story of overcoming my challenges and, you know, showing, you know, my passion and love, you know, and spreading the joy of music. So it's, it's kind of cool looking at how it started and how it's kind of evolved into really kind of my, you know, kind of coming into my own and kind of sharing my story. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun, Um, especially now with, you know, after, uh, with, with COVID and all that, you know, and sharing my story with students. It really feels, it was it was important before but now it feels like it's really important you know with all of these you know challenges um from the past couple of years mm-hmm. so it really it's been like if my story can help somebody you know help somebody pick up themselves and you know do something positive you know in their life um uh that's that's always to me that's 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 really cool That's the big thing there.
1: speaking of COVID, that so you know, three years ago roughly.
0: Yeah, and
1: that's when things are really kind of starting to roll for you. Your your band, your speaking engagements. Yeah. What did COVID do to the momentum that you had built up rolling into 2020?
0: Yeah, I mean that was yeah, it was bizarre because I graduated high school in 2019, so it was basically like okay, you know. I'm not going to college, so it's like okay, we can keep doing the speaking. That'll, that'll be great. Um, and we did a great. We we went back out to California. Did this awesome. You know, um, you know, spoke to all these schools out there, and it was great. And then we came home, and <laughs> and that was that. <laughs> um, so that was kind of a shocker because it was like okay, what's what's going on? You know, all of that. Um, so it just you know I stuck at home. I was you know lots of playing and you know i just got like a tiktok account and all that so I'm like well let's have some fun and just share some jamming videos on social media you know people will you know i got nothing else to do let's just kind of jam have some fun and throw some stuff out there just over time you know uh, just kind of kept building up and up and up um and yeah i basically that's that's how it's kept going and then i did get a band going as well um we're we're a three piece. So, me and um, uh, a drummer and a bass player uh, and singer, um, we we kind of formed. And uh, me and me and uh, Ryan, uh, who plays drums, we started jamming in like late twenty twenty, um, or like mid late twenty twenty. And then in twenty twenty one, we got uh, my friend Mac, who plays who plays bass and sings. We got him involved with the project. It became a three piece and. you know we've been doing shows and stuff and that's been a lot of fun that's been great so yeah it's just kind of been yeah lots of moving stuff uh the social media just kind of kept building and building so that's been a lot of fun oh
1: yeah And in in the beginning it was pd3
0: but now the band's pete's yeah 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 yeah. it kind of started with oh it's like okay it's like do you want the band to be you know pete's diary because it's like well it's I mean it's kind of like maybe I should try and get away from Pete's diary and you know get my name out there more and more but it's just kind of funny we went with you know started out a little bit as you know the Peter Dankelson trio and then Peter Dankelson band and then the marquee you know some of these venues they just be putting up Pete's diary because that was a lot easier to remember and I'm like you know what I'm just taking this as a sign we're just rolling with Pete's diary and that's it like that we're we're, that's that's it no more changes you know (laughs) So that's what we're keeping it as. It's a lot easier to remember too. <laughs> well, you know, it ties into
1: you know the, yeah. the main website, the, the, yes. the kind of the clearinghouse for so- social media, Pete's dot com. So yep, yeah, uh, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it just ties everything. <laughs> so I'm like, okay,
0: let's let's just roll with that. It's so, much easier.
1: <laughs> so you 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 do a lot of covers. Do you do some original music as well?
0: Yeah, and, and um, in late 2021, it recorded a uh, EP. Our first EP, and that came out, and that's under Peter Dankelson. Um, that's all, you know, on Spotify, Apple Music, and and all that stuff, YouTube as well. Um, and then we're starting to lay the groundwork for doing a uh, full length. Um, so there'll be stuff coming up soon with writing and, and all that stuff. That's that's this is very early stages, though, so you know, long ways to go until that's even you know thought of to be out yet. But you know, kind of starting the way the the, the early stages of that so that's that's exciting the the
1: the fellows with you the the two others that make the trio with you are 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 they kind of full-time musicians with you or for the time being they're kind of plug and play how is it how is it working for all three of you and (laughs) them, them individually
0: yeah, this is funny. This is a uh, it's, it's a pretty funny group. <laughs> Basically, you got me. Ryan is uh, thirty, and um, you know he's 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 got a job at like uh you know one of the local high schools, and you know he's doing some you know um, teaching there. Um, and, you know, plays drums all the time too. Mac is going to be seventeen soon, so he's still in school. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, but we all knew each other from school, of Rock. Like Ryan was a drum instructor there, and me and Mac have been friends forever, you know, from the school of rock program. Okay. So we've we've known each other through that. And then when me and Ryan started jamming. It's like, well, isn't Mac involved? And you know, it's like, is this, you know, it's kind of a funny age difference. Is this going to work? We going it along great. We're all are hanging out and jamming and having fun. So, yeah, 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 it's really cool.
1: How often do you get to play? To, and I'm assuming that. Um, you know, because one of you is still in high school, that you're somewhat restricted in terms of the frequency for, with which you can play.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, weekends and stuff, which is you know when you want to play anyway, because you know during weekdays there's not not as much going on. Um, so that's kind of how we've been, you know. Um, doing the stuff we got a lot going on in the summer though the summer's going to be very busy which we're really excited about
1: are, are most of your gigs regionally and kind of in the uh, Illinois Indiana footprint or
0: yeah it's uh, yeah pretty much it's yeah so far it's just all been in the Chicago area
1: okay yeah. and your speaking engagements yeah um uh, how often are you doing that, and what's kind of the footprint? Because your your subject matter is so darn
0: important, Peter. Uh, how often are you doing that? Uh, we actually got one tomorrow, so tomorrow morning. So that'll be fun. We just did a run back up in in Michigan, where I where I lived, and I went to my old middle school and, and everything. So that was a lot of fun. That was so cool. Um, and um, so they're starting to pop up more and more, which is great. Um, but you know, I mean, twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. There was yeah. like numb um, yeah. everything. So they're starting to pop back up now, which is awesome. It's very yeah. exciting.
1: And that's primarily because of COVID. There were just so many uh restrictions for you. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this question you, you, you've been able to, you've been blessed, you've been able to rub shoulders with some big players. I mean, people yeah. that have um, they're almost, some of them are legends. Yeah. How, yeah. how has that influenced y- y- your walk with music? What, what does that do for you when, when you get to meet Joe Bonamassa, Josh Smith, Kirk, yeah. and some of the others? I mean, you've met a, lo- a lot of players.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's very exciting. I mean, one, you know, being a fan of all these players, it's very exciting to, to meet, you know, players that you really look up to and admire. Um, and you know, in, in the chance, you know, when I do get to jam with them, you know, it's very exciting because you know, it's kind of this old saying is you know, if you want to get better, you know, jam with, you know, people that are better than you. And it's like, well, shoot, yeah. you're jamming with some of the best ever. So it's really it's all it's it's almost like one big learning experience in a way too. You know, as exciting as you get to meet, you know, players you love and respect and admire, but you know, and the opportunity where, you, if, when and if you do get to jam with them, uh, it's it's a big learning experience, and it's just genuinely exciting too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great.
1: Well, one of the guys that you you had the opportunity to meet, and I've been a fan of his a long time, and he's arguably. If not the best jazz guitarist he's clearly in the top five now yeah. Jaola I mean that that guy is beyond legendary
0: yeah that was, was amazing. I saw him um uh it, it was like one of the you know theaters around here we saw him there it was amazing. I'd never seen you know a show show like that before you know I've always spent a lot of the rock rock stuff so to actually see you know a show like that, which is him with an acoustic an acoustic classical. Uh, guitar you know with um I, I my technical knowledge of of this this side is is not good but you know with um I mean, it was just a very you know it was a, it was an acoustic setup it was just you know him with the classical guitar uh i guess it's a cajon i don't know if that's quite what it is but you know it's like a drum that you'd sit on and and hit and you know i think maybe some extra percussion i mean just it was it was amazing uh just you know the the stuff he play. You know, he has like some Beatles. Uh he was a big Beatles fan. So he did like some of these amazing, you know, Beatles magical ways. And you know, it was it was amazing. It was a very cool experience. And to talk with him after the show too, um his big thing to me was, you know, hey, you know, you're you sound great coming from him. That's a huge compliment. So um, he said, "But you gotta protect your hearing." He was very big. He he drove that point home to me. He's like, "You gotta protect your hearing. You know, you got one. Just you know, <laughs> you got the one here. Make sure it doesn't, you know, deteriorate or get worse." Because I think, I I don't know if he does or not, but I think he might have tinnitus or something. So he he's like, "I don't want this to happen to you too, or you know, something like that." Um, but yeah, a, a, a amazing guitar player. He keeps he keeps asking me to do a a race with the devil on Spanish Highway. I'm like I should do that. I need to sit down and hang <laughs> and that one out at some point. Something very different, but something so cool, you know. That, that would be. neat. Well, let me
1: affirm mm-hmm. what what his concern for you and other players is. Yeah. Protecting the ears is critically important because what what hap- before you know it, all of a sudden. You ha- can have significant ear loss. Right. I'm wearing hearing aids because yeah. I never protected, like a lot of players never protected my ears, uh, mm-hmm. w- when I was playing. I, so between tinnitus and hearing loss. Yeah. Were not for my hearing aids? We, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now because I, I wouldn't be able to hear you. So he's absolutely correct. Yeah some of the greatest players on the planet are you know, pretty deaf. Eric Clapton, pretty much yeah. deaf.
0: You it's know? funny. I remember this this is into my head. Um when talking to Al, he said he was hanging out with with uh, like I think it was Pete Townsend, you know, the who and he said something like, you know, Pete was you know saying like, Oh, you know, so I think I think Pete's a big sailor. So it was like something about like um we were hanging out on the boat one day and he was saying something like, Oh, you know, something's going on. And I hear, hear he da, da, da. It must be something I uh, don't know, something related to the water. I don't know, it was something, but it was like he was laughing. He's like, Well, oh, that it's because you you did live at Leeds, you know. that <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, was funny. I'm like,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those big concert venues the you know, the, the big
0: stadiums. They didn't they didn't help your hearing, let's put it that way. No, well this amp I have here can kind of show you this too. This doesn't help, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's the 20-watt version. I mean, those marshals and they're you know, the that particular type of amp, you gotta it's all volume, you know. That's how you get it to break up. Um and it sounds amazing. Um, and that's the like a 20-watt version. I'm like I don't know how people are able to use the 100 watt versions. It's it's crazy, the volume level. Um, And when my my friend was over today, you know, we had amps cranked. and you know, (laughs) it was great. (laughs) Hey, let's start
1: to service a little bit, Peter, on the other book, Peter's Rockin' Ear. The the concept behind that book, the audience you wanted to target, and how is it working?
0: yeah so basically you know with the presentations and stuff you know we've always kind of i guess it's more aimed at you know middle school um especially you know with that's such a pivotal moment you know in your life you know you really kind of find out you know lots of stuff about yourself you know all these changes are going on um you know your life um so K too it's kind of like well what's something that we can kind of do you know for when we do talk to it's not all the time but you know when we do talk to like K-, k to, two is kind of like um what can we kind of offer there so the picture book really uh it was a lot of fun to do you know with the illustrations and everything and you know uh, it was really cool but basically the main thing with that was you know it's k- kind of the drag the point home of a you know don't be afraid to be yourself you know um with that you know with the picture book so you know it's a fun you know it's a fun simple and important message for I think kids of that age to kind of keep that in mind. You know, don't be afraid to be yourself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where that came from. It was really cool. It turned I, out great. Yeah, um, I sure thought it
1: was well done. It's attractive. The messaging is really good. You 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 subtly, real subtly, but effectively address bullying. Yes. Um, yeah. you know, that it was just really well done, Peter. Uh, my I tip my hat to you. Well. As we kind of start wrapping up here, what should folks know about uh, Peter Dankelson? What should they know about um, where you're going to take your music career next? And <laughs> and how, how would you like people to interact with you in terms of your social media? Kind of walk
0: through that a little bit. I, I mean, social media, you know, just... You know, I guess, you know, like, follow, all all of that good stuff, right? (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's just hope, you know, people keep enjoying it, of course. And, um, you know, drop a comment or something, or just say, hey, uh, if you want. Um, And I guess, you know, what's next is, um, uh, musically is, you know, I love, you know, doing stuff live. So, you know, more shows, that'll be fun to do. And just getting tighter and tighter with the band. Uh, We had a particularly fun St. Patrick's Day show uh over the weekend. Um so that was definitely, you know, definitely kind of uh fired us up a bit. Um and you know, writing uh full ranks and starting to lay the groundwork for that. Uh that's kind of what's what's next. So that's gonna be very exciting. I'm sure it's gonna be very challenging, but I'm looking forward to uh, the writing process uh should be fun. But I'm looking forward to just, you know, having more, more original stuff to mm. to put in the set Cause you know, we have like five songs, so, you know for for like a 90-minute set it's lots of covers so i'm looking forward to kind of you know starting to kind of us as a band kind of uh showing that we can kind of do some more so i'm excited for that as fun as it is to you know do some zeppelin and (laughs) all that stuff it's going to be fun to kind of establish ourselves more so i'm looking forward to that
1: if people want to book you either for speaking engagements
0: or your band they can do that through PeachDiary.com as well yep yeah there's links and, and everything on there to reach out so yeah beachdiary.com yeah <clears throat> do you read music i do not no i i took a i took a like a guitar one class in high school and i i didn't do too well <laughs> because you know the reading and and all of that it was very challenging um i didn't quite know the reading was very challenging and you know, some of the stuff we were learning i didn't quite know how to apply it that was kind of the tricky part um, so yeah, that was <laughs> mom keeps like teasing me she's like, did you get like the you know the crazy you did in that class? I'm like, uh, she's like it's with the guitar though I'm like ah, yeah no. <laughs> so you, yeah. you you you
1: you play by ear and yeah. you and all of that started around age fifteen,
0: yeah, I mean, it's for me, it's audio and visual. you know, I like watching people perform, you know. And, you know, you develop an ear over, you know, you develop your ear over on the more you keep listening and playing and all of that too. So that's helpful. And uh, of course, you know, there's, you know, the theory and stuff, you know, too that you have in the back of your mind that you can kind of, Oh, I recognize what that is. I think I understand what's going on here and you can kind of, you know, apply it to all these different scenarios. And if you watch someone play, you can kind of, go, oh, you know, what, the, what was that? And you can kind of try and break it down and, borrow it (laughs) you know all that stuff yeah I think you're gonna love
1: Tom Bukovac uh, (laughs) he refers to himself
0: Uncle Larry I
1: when when not every one of his videos (laughs) is deeply instructional but he (laughs) plays in almost every one and he has the guitar position in a way where you can see exactly what he's doing, and he's that's intentional, of course. And then yeah. a lot of them he'll walk through. And so, I me, mean, not a guitar player, I'm still fascinated by it. And I can yeah. only imagine that someone that's a player, that must be of great value. I, I, I just <laughs> think that I think you're going to love it. That's what I think.
0: Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. So I'm going
1: to ask you a magic wand question. <laughs> if you had a magic wand. You could wave over the heads of any young person that was born with something that we, we'd call some form of a limitation <laughs> compared to others, which is always a mistake comparing ourselves to others. Yeah. Yeah. But th- that particular person, if you could wave a wand over their heads with regards to they have some kind of a limitation that they're dealing with, what's the
0: one thing you really want them to know, Peter? I think the main thing is, you know, don't be afraid to be yourself, um, especially with social media, you know, there's all this image, you know, all of these, like, I don't know, like, uh, expectations or, you know, um, I, you know, with social media it's such a filter, you know, you can, you know, um, you know, you can, you can very much convey what you want to put out there on social media. So it might look better than your situation might actually be. Um, just know that everyone's going through struggles everybody has you know the same emotions the same feelings um um, and you know um don't yeah i mean don't don't be afraid to be yourself and you know stand out from the crowd well peter
1: peter dankelson i gotta tell you um I have found you to be just such an impressive individual, your perseverance, your positivity, your guts and your faith and um, how you share. is just really impressed me. And I Thank go you. back, I go back. Oh, my! it's my pleasure, Peter. Uh, it's my I, I need to go back to one of the comments a medical professional made after an ultrasound. Said, and this is in the book, so I, it's out, out there, so I'm going to read it. Where there's smoke, there's fire. The baby has more issues and you should consider terminating the pregnancy. So here's all I know for sure. The world is a far better place because Peter's in it and he had great support of Mother and father and brother, who's a hockey player by the way, um, <laughs> and your willingness to share with others and make their lives better by being an inspiration to them—we've all been blessed because of it. You know, God bless you, Peter, and your family. Uh, you're just an inspiration, and I consider myself really lucky to have met you today. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's it great to be on here. <laughs> so everybody go to PetersDiary.com book him for a speaking engagement find out where his band is playing and you won't regret it Peter thank you so much for joining me today it was an absolute pleasure God bless you and have a great day thank you so much